Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, Assistant Pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church here in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join me for the broadcast today, and what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. Thank God for this blessed old book that I hold in my hand. It's truth from beginning to end. It is a solid foundation. Thank God for this book. I tell you, it'll help you. That's exactly what it'll do. It'll strengthen you. It'll give you guidance in life. There's no book like this book, the Bible. I pray that you've spent some time in it. I pray that you've been studying it. I pray that you love it and hold it dear unto yourself. There is no book like this wonderful book, God's wonderful book, Divine. I always challenge you, do three things every day. Number one, pray. Pray. Now, you'd think, preacher, you don't need to tell anybody that. If they're saved, surely they do. No, I tell you, it's hard to make time sometimes. Our flesh, we just can't can't do it sometimes. Just we, we have to crucify this flesh and make ourselves pray, but you need to. Every day, make time for prayer. Number two, read your Bible. Study to show thyself approved unto God every single day. Read the Scripture. In fact, start your day with prayer and Bible reading. Number three, witness every day. If you'll be a soul winner, if you'll be a Bible studier, if you'll be a prayer warrior, I tell you, it'll help your walk with God stay strong. It'll deepen your and strengthen your faith, and you'll just enjoy the journey that much the more. I don't want to live. I don't, I don't want to live defeated. I'm not on the losing side. I've been birthed onto the winning side, and I want to live not toward victory, but in victory. Every single day, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day, uh, and I want to stay up on that higher ground, like the song says. We've been studying here in the book of Jude, and we're in uh, the fifth verse today. Probably read down through verse number uh, eight or so. And Jude is holding no bar against uh, the uh, apostates of his day. He's giving them no quarter. He is not wearing gloves. He's going bare-knuckled with them, if you will. And he just lays it out for us in plain uh, language so that we understand what the preacher's wanting to say. And by the way, I vote for that kind of preaching. I like that. I not have to guess where you stand or guess what you mean or guess how you believe. Whenever I hear you preach, it ought not take a series of sermons to kind of decipher what your doctrine is. It ought to be evident every time you stand behind a pulpit. And uh, if you don't have enough conviction to let us know where you stand, then you don't have enough calling to stand behind the pulpit and preach. I should write Hallmark cards. That was encouraging, was it not? But anyway, we've gone through. This will be our fourth Bible study here in Jude. If you've missed any previous Bible studies, then you can go to where you get your podcast, subscribe to us that way, Striving for Revival, and that gives you access to all of these archived studies that we've done. We've studied through most of the New Testament verse by verse. We still need to go back and do the Gospels, Acts, and Romans, and we will. We'll do that here shortly, but uh, we've gone through most of the New Testament, and if you would like to get in on that, go get the podcast. You can listen and re-listen and uh, listen again, and also share it with your friends and tell them to subscribe as well, and we want to get the Bible out to as many people as we can. Now, let's read verse number 1, and we'll read down through verse number 8 in the book of Jude. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, 
to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. So we know the author is Jude, and we know that his brother's name's James, and we know he's a servant, not an apostle. It says a servant of Jesus Christ. So this Jude, I believe, is the same that is the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. His mother is Mary. His father is Joseph. He's writing to those who are sanctified, preserved, and called in Jesus Christ. That means saved people. He doesn't mention a specific man. He doesn't give us a specific church, but rather he is writing to this undisclosed crowd, a general epistle, if you will, of saved people. In verse 2, "...mercy unto you, and peace and love be multiplied." Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now here's why we're commanded to earnestly contend. For there are certain men, crept in unawares, who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord, Jesus Christ. Now John, or rather, sorry, Jude, gives us some stark warning by way of remembrance in verse 5 down through verse number 7. I will therefore put you in remembrance. Though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in the like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire." Likewise, all these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. So the illustration is given to us now of what is awaiting the apostate. Just like Israel, who rebelled against God and ignored his promises in the Old Testament, God is going to deal with these apostates in like manner. God is going to deal with them. You can go back and read, like in the book of uh, Numbers, Numbers 14, and read about the unbelief of the 12 spies. And uh, you understand, God is going to deal with his people. All throughout the Old Testament, he deals with his people over their idolatry. I think about the golden calf and other instances during the times of the kings and the judges who did right, men did right in their own eyes, and God deals with their disobedience. God deals with his people when they depart from their truth, from his truth. The Assyrian as well as Babylonian captivities remind us of this. When God's people depart from truth, God will deal with that apostasy. In verse 6, he talks about the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He hath reserved in everlasting chains. Talk about the eternality of hell here. Under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. He's referring to that moment when Lucifer tried to rebel against God, and he and all of these fallen angels were cast out of heaven. 
So the Bible gives us a little bit of insight there. They kept not their first estate, or rather the way that they were in the beginning or their origin. They turned upon God. They abandoned their original state of holiness, and they sided with Lucifer, and now they are, are sinful through and through rebels against God. They chose to leave their privileged abode in heaven, and God has reserved for them everlasting chains under darkness, under the judgment of the great day. It's a reminder to the apostate. You rise up against God. You uh, uh, puff up with pride against God. You try to usurp yourself over the word of God. There is a reckoning, reckoning day coming. I've heard a preacher say the judgment wheel of God may turn mighty slow, but it turns mighty fine, and God isn't going to miss, and God isn't going to overlook, and God isn't going to wink at wickedness. God will reward sin with judgment and wrath. All right? So the apostate has some bad things waiting down the road. Verse number six, it talks about that great day. We're talking about, the, of course, the great white throne when all of uh, these demons in hell be cast in the lake of fire. We understand the second death, all of this that's coming at the judgment. So he uses the example of these fallen angels and their ultimate doom in warning these apostates. I don't know about you, but if I was one of them, I think I'd want to get right. I think I'd want to get born again if possible. I mean, I tell you, I'd want to get saved as quick as I could. I, I don't think I'd want to go against God. God has a perfect record. He's got uh, zero losses on his record. Verse 7, he gives another example, Sodom and Gomorrah. Look what he calls it, strange flesh. God is not for this new woke movement. God is not for this inclusivity uh, uh, and the transgenderism and the homosexuality. God's against it. It's sin. Strange flesh. He uses the example of Sodom and Gomorrah. They were wrapped up in sin, though they knew the truth. There weren't enough righteous people in that city to spare it from the judgment of God. And Jude says, you know what happened there? Fire fell from heaven, consumed that city. And in the same fashion, eternal fire waits for the apostate. Jude warns us in these three examples. He gives us Israel. He gives us fallen angels. He talks about the perverts in Sodom and Gomorrah. And he said, just as God judged them because they departed from the truth, so God is going to deal with these apostates. And it's not going to be a pleasant day for those that st stand against God and attack his church and try to uh, uh, undermine his truth and try to uh, cut up the Bible when they stand face to face with God. Oh, friend, listen, let's be careful. Let's not get yoked up into error, but let's valiantly contend for the faith and stand for truth. Until next time, pray for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper, assistant pastor at North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.